In the name of the one holy, undivided Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, please be seated. The internet. Just saying those two words alone can make some laugh, some cry, some both, and some roll their eyes. It can be a helpful tool for communication, assuming what one is communicating is accurate and laudable. It can also be a detriment. The internet can and will cause harm if abused. A gift and a curse that we can, of course, thank former Vice President Al Gore for. Now that I have lost half of you with that reference, we'll move on quickly. One of the more helpful ways that I use the internet is reviews. Now don't get me wrong, I take it with a grain of salt, but reviews can be helpful. Movies, hotels, restaurants, and products. I tend to check out what people are saying before laying down any money. In times gone by, reviews would be given by word of mouth. Now they're done by keyboard. People from across the world can be witnesses to the effectiveness of a product, the tastiness of food, or how funny the comedian is in the most recent movie. They testify to their experience in hopes that others will either join in with them in their joy, or heed their warning. Today we celebrate the Feast of All Saints. Now the term saint can be problematic. When we think of a saint, we think of someone who is perfect, who seemingly has it all together. We place saints on a pedestal and forget that they were clothed in humanity. So if you would allow me a little liberty this morning and the opportunity to do a little bit of a reframe for us. I would suggest and offer to you that the term witness might be a better term, a better descriptor. They are, in fact, a review, a testimony clothed in flesh. They are, in fact, a witness to the risen Christ. Not because they have achieved some level of perfection, but because their journey, their chasing after and through the Beatitudes is considered to be an example of hope for us. They recognized the steadfastness of God while they were hungry, for they knew one day they would be fed. They recognized that their weeping wouldn't last forever, and they knew a kingdom would be ushered in, leveling out mountains and raising up the valleys. And not all of our witnesses started on the side of misfortune. Some actually caused misfortune to happen to others. Looking at you, Paul. And because there were witnesses in their day, they heeded the woes and warnings. 
Woe to you who are rich, for you have your consolation. Woe to you who laugh and are fancy free, for that won't always be the case. Woe to you who are full and want for nothing, for one day you will. You see, the Beatitudes are not, I believe, uh, aspirational, at least in Luke's account. They are there for us to recognize where we are in life and in our faith. Recognizing one's state isn't what makes a saint or a witness a witness, though. What makes a witness a witness, what makes a saint a saint, is what they do next. It is recognizing where they are and knowing that God is acting. It is putting their hope into action. It is putting their hope into love. I believe that is why in our reading this morning we find Jesus spurring us to action after the Beatitudes, a sign that our hope and faith are not meant to be a silent passenger in the journey of our lives, but an active partner being worked out and challenged, expanded, and most importantly, shared. When we recognize who we are and where we are in relations to Christ's vision for us, and couple that with faith in action, you get a witness. You get a saint. The church recognizes certain individuals as witnesses to the faith after hearing their story and seeing how God worked throughout their life. Now, you don't have to be a great theologian, a queen, um, a great preacher, nor do you have to do huge things. Remember, all you need to do is recognize where you are in life, know that God isn't done working, and act faithfully to God's vision for the world. I think of, in my short time here, Dr. Sandra Gordy, who told the story of the lost year at Central High and in Arkansas. I think of Jan Davis recognizing the need for small-sized toiletries and starting the Littles basket. And I could list more and more Frank and Charlie, and the list would go on and on. I think of St. Peter's Episcopal Church in Conway, Arkansas, being a witness to Christ's love for all. Each understood where life had them, each understood that God was not done, and put their faith into action, showing the charity and love of the risen Christ into everyday life. It doesn't mean they or us are perfect. It doesn't mean that we don't stop searching for the risen Christ and witnessing to those experiences. We are at a crossroads right now here at St. Peter's. We are actively preparing for the future here. It's a holy time of pondering and preparing for the year to come and how the gifts of each of us have been stewarded to be used as a mean of witness. We are moving out of a pandemic and navigating the waters of a rocky political environment. 
the questions that we are facing as a church is, how will St. Peter's witness to the work of the risen Christ? How is St. Peter's being called to help midwife people through this pivotal time? A deeper question is, how are you being called to witness to how God is working in your life? What is your testimony with the saints of your who are at rest? A world, a city, and a neighborhood is waiting to hear your story and our story. And so I ask you this morning, what will you and St. Peter's say about the risen Christ? Amen.